Hello, this is Pastor Carl Gallops. Thank you for joining me today as we walk through the Word and as we walk through biblical truth. I want to address a question today that is often asked by the unbeliever. The question is, what about those people who have never heard? It goes something like this. If you claim that the Christian faith and belief in Jesus Christ is, is the only way for anyone to be saved, then what about people who have never heard your gospel or who have never been given the chance to hear a preacher or to sit in a church? What about those who have never heard of the Bible or even heard the name Jesus? If no one can be saved apart from hearing about and believing upon Jesus, then just how fair is your God? Well, that's an honest question. However, the question is initiated from an unbiblical understanding of life. Of course, the biblical worldview of life filters all questions and observations through the revealed truth of the Word of God. You see, the Bible has the answers to all of these questions. Of course, a person is not guaranteed that he or she will necessarily appreciate the answers, but the answers are there, and they are clear. So when the unbeliever asks the question, what about those who have never heard? They are coming at the question from three biblically false assumptions. So let's deal with those false assumptions in determining the answer to the question. The first false assumption is the assumption that somehow man is unknowing concerning God. You see, the Bible is clear. Humankind knows that God exists and that we know something of his moral law because he's placed this truth in our hearts and it binds us to him. The Bible addresses this universal truth very clearly. Even though one may not know the truth of Jesus Christ and the gospel message, but the Bible says we know of God and we know of our eternal accountability to him. Here's just one of those passages of scriptures from Romans chapter 1, verse 19 through 21. That which may be known about God has been revealed to them or to mankind, for God hath showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were they thankful, but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish hearts were darkened. The Bible couldn't be any clearer on this point. We are without excuse in this matter. Mankind is without excuse. No one can ever stand before God and say, I didn't know that you existed. Now, the protestation might pass for an excuse in a university or a high school classroom or in a debate, but it's not going to fly with God. His word is clear. We are not without knowledge of his existence. We are not without knowledge of his, his power. We are accountable because we know about God. Now, God will sort the rest out from there. He's more than capable to render a righteous judgment in this matter, but Christians are charged with delivering the truth of God's word and the gospel of Jesus Christ to as many as God directs us. However, even if Christians fail to deliver the message, still no one can ever say to the Lord, I did not know. The fact that all humanity does know about God, yet a number of them willfully choose to deny his authority over their lives, leads us to the second false assumption in this eternal matter. The second false assumption is that man is somehow without guilt. Somehow man is innocent from the beginning rather than guilty from the beginning. Now, let me explain. When someone asks, what about those who have never heard? That individual presupposes that people are walking around the planet in total innocence without a sin nature that has condemned them already. Now, 
if they are innocent and God condemns them to hell only because they did not hear and respond to a specific message, then God would be unfair. However, such is not the case. John chapter 3 sets it out clearly. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 says, Then the wages of sin is death. You see, the plain biblical fact of the matter is that humanity is guilty from birth. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All is an inclusive word. The deep and mysterious meaning of the Greek word all is everyone. (laughs) Everyone. Every person on the planet is guilty from the beginning. Thus, in reality, if no one ever heard the gospel, and if a person never had the chance to come to Christ, he is still condemned already. He's guilty before God and deserving of hell from the very start. This fact is not a matter of unfairness on God's part. God is holy and humankind is sinful. God did not leave man, man left God. Not one of us deserves to come into his presence and live with him in heaven forever, not one. If we never heard the gospel, we would be no worse off than we were from the beginning. We are already sinners in the presence of a holy and righteous God, and we deserve hell according to the word of God. You see, the secular worldview goes nuts over this assertion. But remember, the unbelievers, they always elevate humans to the highest order. They declare that we are the captains of our own destiny. We are God. The secular worldview cannot abide the fact that mankind is deserving of hell. But this is a biblical truth. The next false assumption involves the charge of unfairness. Those who subscribe to it think that somehow God is unfair because not everyone will get to hear the gospel preached. In fact, they say, God himself can't really reach anyone with the truth of his gospel without the assistance of of us. (laughs) But that's not the case. Of course, the biblically prescribed and preferred way for the world to be reached with the gospel of Jesus Christ is for people to tell other people. We call this work the, the ministry of evangelism, outreach, and mission. This was Jesus' command to his disciples right before he ascended into heaven. We were told, go into the whole earth, go into the world, preach the gospel, baptize, make disciples. We have no doubt that this is God's clear command. However, this is not intended to suggest that God is somehow limited by man's disobedience. This is a command from the head of the church, Jesus. His orders are that we are to take the gospel to the world. If we do not, we are forever held accountable. But even so, let me assure you, God is not limited by our failure or our disobedience. He'll never wring his hands in anxiety saying, what am I going to do? How will I save anyone? Because my people have not taken the message to the world. (laughs) No, that'll never happen. Do you remember Moses being reached by God? God appeared to Moses in a burning bush on the remote, uncharted backside of a desert. God didn't need a missionary to reach Moses. He merely reached down and selected him. God delivered the message himself. And with what was Moses then charged? He was charged with taking God's message of salvation back to the children of Israel and to Pharaoh himself. God reached down to one man, and through that one man, he made available the salvation of millions down through the generations. How about the Apostle Paul? Long before he was known as Paul, he was known as the Pharisee Saul. He hated the Christian sect that had emerged within the Jewish synagogue, and he was determined to do God a favor and to eliminate all those Christian heretics. But you see, God had other plans. Jesus didn't wait for a particular man or a missionary to reach Saul. 
In a blaze of glory, Jesus did it himself. Read Acts chapter 9. He then sent a man named Ananias to Saul to minister to his needs and to disciple him. But after Paul was brought to salvation in Jesus Christ, what assignment was Paul given? He was charged with taking the message of God's salvation to the world of the Roman Empire. And he did it with boldness and faith. God personally reached down to one man, and through that one man, he provided for the salvation of millions down through the ages. You see, does this scenario sound familiar? A myriad of parallel anecdotal scenarios exist coming out of modern missionary work around the world. Missionaries consistently report supernatural tales told among remote people groups of how God himself revealed his word and his truth to them. Several tell of a clear gospel message that related to their tribes or community. I I have no way of verifying these accounts, but the anecdotes do exist. However, I know the truth of God's word. I know the Bible relates that at times God employed angels to declare his message to mortal men. You see, understanding this particular truth, though, does not relieve the Christian church of taking the gospel to the world. That's our high calling. We are the Moseses. We're the Pauls of our day. If you're a born-again believer, then, then you have been set apart to take the gospel to your world. The call to reach the world with the good news of the salvation of Jesus Christ, that's the mission of the church. But let us never think that God is somehow unfair because a missionary failed to go, or a church failed to send, or a Christian failed to witness, or an outreach ministry did not respond. God is not limited by our unwillingness, our disobedience, or our failure. God is not powerless, and he is not unjust. So at this point, we return to the question posed from the beginning. What about the people who have never heard? See, that question is meant to cripple our gospel presentation and to reduce the gospel delivery to an unfair and incompetent proposition. It's intended to reduce God himself to some unfair magic man in the sky. However, nothing could be further from the truth. As we have already demonstrated, God's capable of reaching whomever he chooses, whenever and wherever he chooses. Yes, our mission is to deliver the gospel, and we'll answer for our success or our failure to do so. However, if a person never hears the gospel at all, that eternal matter is left to God. I'm certain he knows how to straighten out that matter. His ability and fairness are not limited by anything that we do or choose not to do. Therefore, the argument that the unbeliever makes in this regard goes down in flames. It's not a legitimate argument. Neither is it biblical. Now, the unbeliever may not care for these answers, and he may balk at the profoundness of the answers. Nevertheless, the biblical answers exist, and now you know what they are. Do not be afraid to respond with the truth of God's Word, regardless of the unbeliever's response. For the fact of the matter is that in an unimaginable act of grace and fairness, God reaches out to all of us, to every one of us. Think of it for a moment. If this holy, magnificent, awesome creator God never reached out to a single solitary soul, never offered a soul the opportunity for salvation, he would still be just in doing so because we have chosen to sin and to rebel against him, his goodness, his grace, and his mercy. But think of this. What if he chose just to reach down and just save one or ten or a hundred or even just one million out of the billions that ever lived, we would have to be overwhelmed with his grace and his mercy to choose to even save one, or ten, or a million, or a billion. But even that is not the case. The gospel message is that Jesus reaches out his hand and says, 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God desires none to perish. He reaches out his hand through the blood of his son, Jesus Christ, offering salvation to anyone who would come, anyone who would believe. No, for the unbeliever to ask the question, what about those who have never heard? It assumes innocence. It assumes that mankind is innocent before God, and therefore somehow God is unfair. But as we see, we are not innocent before him. We are guilty from the beginning. It also assumes ignorance, that somehow we are ignorant of his existence in the first place. But the Bible says very differently. All of mankind knows in their heart and in their being that God exists, and they must respond to him with what they know. It also assumes impossibility, that it's somehow impossible for God to reach people unless it's done through a particular missionary movement. Yet we know from the scriptures and from history that God can reach whomever, whenever, however he wishes. God is not unfair in this matter. He is merciful and he is gracious. He is good and he is holy. Now you know the truth. And now that you know the truth so clearly and so biblically, please keep this in mind. If you're listening to this message and you have never surrendered yourself to Jesus Christ as Lord because perhaps this question has kept you from coming to God. You see, the question now is not, what about those who have never heard? The question is, what about you? Now you have heard. Now you know the truth. I pray that you would respond, that you would surrender your life to Jesus even today. Thank you for listening today. This has been a word for you from the Word of God by Pastor Carl Gallops.